Welcome to the Trade Table on SIN 90.7 for all you need to know about the trade and free agency period powered by AFL-TRDON. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash the trade table or follow us on Twitter at the trade table. Hello and it's a pleasure to have your company on the very first episode of the trade table coming at you live on SIN 90.7 FM and over Facebook live on the AFL-TRDON and the trade table Facebook page. Be sure to chuck us a like too. We've uh, just cracked over the uh, 2K market, boys, and we're travelling all right at the minute. That's Not for sure. too bad. I'm your host, Dan Batten, and today we'll be taking a look at what's happened so far in the four days of the trade period. It's been a very busy period at the minute. All of today's whispers information. We'll also take a look at uh, the next generation with the results from the National Draft Combine. We'll discuss the issue of player power, which has come about particularly with the uh, Jake Lever, and much, much more. We're planning to get through on this Thursday afternoon, but first, I'd like to give a warm welcome to our co-hosts, Dill, Benno, and Harrow. How are you, fellas? How are we yeah. going, boys? Yeah, good, good. Keen yeah. to get started. Yeah, exactly. Keen to crack into it. First show. What a day. Monumental. <laughs> it's, it's big, isn't it, boys? It's big. So, we'll jump right into it. Uh, so, what's happened so far? Probably the biggest news of the period has been our Jake Lever wanting to come home and nominating his, the D's as his destination. What has been uh, your thoughts on this one? Yeah, now? it's been pretty fascinating, this sort of, so I suppose, feud between the Crows and Lever. Um, there's been lots of different um, layers to the story. You know, Brett Burton um, saying, oh, look, Jake was happy at Adelaide, but obviously they think um, his move was just for money. Um, bit of a backhand. You know, Tex got apparently furious with him in a very aggressive conversation. Um, apparently he rang all the players, but, yeah, they don't seem to be very happy with him. Yeah, they certainly don't. That's a, that's a, a rumoured one there. Uh, Dylan... What are, you th- what are your thoughts? Uh, you support the Ds. You'd be pretty happy with uh, Jake oh, Lever. I'm thrilled. I think, you know, it's really a massive coup for us to grab uh, someone like Jake Lever. He's obviously an All-Australian, you know, he's a phenomenal player. Um, yeah, I'd love to have him down at the Ds. It is a little bit interesting to see what's happened with the Crows and how much of a falling out there's going to be. So, yeah, I'm actually, if he comes to the Ds, really keen for uh, next year, Adelaide versus Melbourne. He was actually the average star, the most intercept possessions per game. And I can see Benno putting his hand up. He wants to say something like I can't help but feel like this is uh, we wouldn't have seen such a backlash to this had the Crows won the grand final. It feels like the Crows lost. Uh, Walker and the playing group needed a target. There is rumor there had been rumors going around that Lever had had disrupted the playing group. They might not have wanted him playing finals, mm. but I do feel that the way the Crows have operated over this week has been a little bit unprofessional. And i got to say, it doesn't look good for other players that may want to come to the club. It, does it disrupt them going in, into the pre-season? I don't know, but you'd really want to hope that the Crows fan, it sorts, they sort it out. Um, what are your thoughts on Graham Corn saying that they should have dropped Lever before, before the finals? Because it was, it was reported, in fact, it was pretty much confirmed that um, the Crows board and the coaches knew that he was leaving about four weeks out. Not a chance. He's one of your best players. You keep him for the finals. You know, he, he's... Yeah, he's an All-Australian. It seems pretty silly to me. I mean, yeah, they're, they're trying no, to win a you flag. Don't, you, you don't drop someone like remember, that. This is Graham Corns we're talking about here. He does like talking a bit of smack. You can't drop one of your best defenders for the finals just because we may know that he might leave afterwards. Well, exactly. I mean, the two scenarios are you drop your best player and you go out within, you go out in straight sets potentially, you make a grand final and you have the best crack at winning a premiership. They're professionals. They're paid to play football. It's not like they, he would have let any, his emotions get in the way of his performance on the day. I just think this is a bit of make, trying to make a storm in a teacup. Yeah. Melbourne's back line is good with Lever, doesn't it? Oh, <laughs> oh mate, I'm so keen. Really help I'm, him out. I'm, good I'm ball actually, user, good decision maker. The, the McDonald brothers, will probably you probably throw. You, you have the versatile uh, Tom McDonald. He can go forward, I guess. With this year, he played quite a lot forward. But it just looks fantastic for the They defense. have options. They have depth. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Melbourne Melbourne should have made finals this year, potentially. Can talk about that as much as we want. I think they should have made finals. They, dro- they dropped yeah. it at the last hurdle. I would be very surprised to, to see them not make finals next year, and I imagine they're going to get a home elimination final with the addition of Lever. Yeah, definitely. And uh, some other huge news uh, is Jake Stringer, uh, having been given marching orders by Luke Beveridge. Uh, after, obviously, we, we, all, we all saw that uh, Herald Sun article. He's obviously isn't... His life isn't in the best state, and he, his behaviour off-field was really just not acceptable. What do you guys reckon? Uh, where, do you re- where do you reckon he goes? Well, reports are saying he comes to Essendon. I'd be very surprised if he doesn't come to Essendon. Uh, as an Essendon supporter, I've, I've got conflicting feelings. Of course, the thing is, in two years, this will probably be forgotten, and at the end of it, you've got a player that can kick 50 goals a, a year. Mm. 
To me, I mean, let's put the off-field stuff to the side for a bit. I mean, it was huge news and a huge article from the Herald Sun that um, we all read. But if you put that stuff to the side, to me, if I see Jake Stringer going to Essendon, I mean, he's an All-Australian forward. Like, we know that. We know that he can play up there. He may be inconsistent. But to me, if Essendon get bullied in the midfield, I think they get beaten up in the midfield. They're a fast, exciting team to watch. But I think, I mean, we saw it against Sydney in the final. They get beat up in the midfield. If I'm if I'm John Worsfold, round one next year, I'm putting Jake Stringer in the midfield. I'm putting him in the centre yeah. square. I, I think he's a bull in there. I think he can really help him out. Yeah, we have seen him go into the midfield for the doggies. Not consistently, of course. He just doesn't quite have the tank. But he definitely will be thrown into the mix, I reckon. I think uh, he should be a regular midfielder. What are your thoughts there, Dill? Well, I'm just keen to hear what you want to say, Ben. I mean, you're a Don supporter. You're the guy who's like, he's coming to your club. Like, why are you conflicted? Well, I'm conflicted because I'm worried that this he goes into the club and he sort of destabilised the culture that we're trying to build. I mean, obviously a lot's been said around the whole dr- the drug saga. Stand by heard. Yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> I mean, unfortunately I did. But um, the thing is, you can't turn down... If we can get him for a second second round pick like Dodoro will be pushing for, mm. obviously we know that Dodoro loves to play hardball, but I reckon he might be able to get this one over the line with a swapping a pick, swapping a second round pick. That's- that's the thing. If you picked him off his eye, he's all Australian. Yeah, he's that's pick eleven easily. But um, Essendon do have, I believe, oh, twenty eight. Twenty eight. That yeah. could get the deal done. They might look Not for enough. a bit of a swap of Not picks. Enough. Yeah, yeah. Had, to, had to be extra. Yeah, okay. maybe like a twenty eight. Would they have a, a third party in there at all? Oh, I think we might see maybe mm. maybe throw in some uh, like a lesser player. Like, mm. Maybe I, I'm throwing up names, but like someone yeah. of like a Jake Long caliber or something. Is this a bit of a kick up the arse though? Like, do you think he'll oh. sort of sort himself out, yeah. sort himself off off field? You got to remember, he's 23 years of age. Yeah. Like, he's got a seven. He's got, he got 10, potentially 10 years yeah, of 10 good years. footy, and we've seen on the biggest stage he's performed like that. I remember that elimination final against Adelaide a few years ago. He tore the game to shreds. So needs to mature though. He's got two young. He's got two young kids. So yeah, hopefully, it will be the kick up the arse he yeah. needs. 100. percent um, what I think will happen and what I hope has happened, maybe he gets put on a slightly lesser contract. There was reports Geelong were offering him 750k mm. over five years. But he's, he's pretty much chosen Essendon for those that haven't um, actually heard. Yes. Um, so not confirmed yet, but not confirmed, most but likely. Close to. There's rumours circling around. What I'm saying is that's putting it in the ballpark of what he might be paid. I reckon Essendon might push to put him on a little bit more money mm. with a look to backload it once he pr- he's proven yeah. that he get, gets over those off-season issues. Unfortunately, I, I like I completely agree with Harrison. We have we have to look at what will do uh, be best for the team. And Jake Stringer coming to Essendon excites me. It, it excites me. He's, he's a gun and he's a match winner when he's get him on the ball. Yeah, he's a fantastic player. You, he's you're getting you know someone who can win you a premiership there. Speaking of a guy who um, can do a lot of good with the ball, Tom Rockliffe has uh, chosen uh, Port Adelaide over the Blues, which was a bit of a blow. To Carlton, I would have thought after they sort of become a little bit of a destination club with Matthew it, Kennedy choosing them as well. It may be a blow, but to be honest, really, I mean, Carlton aren't at the stage right now mm. where they need it, as if they're sort of on like Melbourne on the cusp of finals and need to add to their list like a Jake Lever. I don't think this is too much of a blow for Carlton. In a couple of years, is when Carlton will be looking to really recruit that big fish. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And I mean, on uh, I think it was on our trade radio, they had a little uh, little poll like a who should I. He goes to who's he best suited to, and people were voting for Carlton, thinking it's not in the mould for them at all. Like they're they're looking for those under twenty five midfielders, like in the Patrick Cripps sort of mould. Whereas Tom Rockliffe is better suited to a Port Adelaide, who are semi in the Premiership frame. I think yeah, go to the draft, Carlton. In a couple of years when they're when they're up and about, that's when you want to recruit the big fish. Yeah, what do you reckon it means for Port Dill? Well, I think you know he's made the right choice, uh, and it does help Carlton, as you know you guys are saying. You know, Blues, they need a draft. They're building still. Port, you know, they really should have been the Eagles in the elimination final. And you know what we saw last season. You never know what would have happened if they went to GWS. It's interesting he's going to put it. I mean, Tom Rockliffe fits into anyone's 22. He's he's a genuine A-grader. But Tom Rockliffe is what Port have a lot of. They have a lot of inside midfielders. I think he'll play a lot. They'll do a lot with the footy as well. Yeah, I mean, like he's he's still going to help. He'll still help their list. He'll still help them on field. But I think he'll play more forward. Um, because yeah. Wines, Boak, 
um, Pal Pepper. They have a lot of they Those have a lot of that. Mids that don't necessarily they're not known for their ball skills, you know. Like, and we saw Rockliffe play a bit of a bit more forward when he was injured for the Lions. He had a bit of an impact there, kick three. He's a, he's a good forward. Yeah, dangerous. Plenty of nows there. A not a not so big name, but this is a uh, I'm going on the on the outer from Port Trengove. Jackson Trengove is uh, going to the Bulldogs. He pretty much will be there tomorrow. It's. Uh, Via the free agency, uh, do you reckon this is a good pickup for the Bulldogs? Like, I actually reckon I reckon it is because we've seen in the past that Trengrove can play that sort of second ruck role, and the jury's still out on I reckon uh, Bulldogs ruck stocks. I mean, yeah. they've got Tim English, who's he's going to be a star. Like, mm. the, there is so so much hype around him, but yeah. the fact of the matter is, he's still young. He needs yeah, to build he's, that body. He's, he's a grasshopper. He needs at least three or four years. Exactly. To build his body. And Jordan Jordan Roughhead, they've got. They almost, watching them, they need someone like a Jackson Trengrove who can rotate through that rock, yeah, ruck, play play a bit of a utility role. I actually reckon it's a really good pickup for the Bulldogs, and it could be one of the one of the uh, tra- one of, well, one of the movements that goes under the radar now. But we look back at it yeah. at the end of next season, much like Nan Curvis to the to the yeah. Tigers. Yeah, cool. We yeah. could look back at it and be like. Great move for both parties. Wasn't getting enough game time. Wasn't mm. playing that role because of Ryder. But at the Bulldogs, he could shine. Yeah, Don't understand um, Jordan Ruffhead, though. Good player. Good player. Yeah. Huge final series last year against GWS. Good player. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And um, we spoke earlier about uh, Matthew Kennedy uh, requesting a trade or requesting uh, to go to Carlton. Now, he was, a, I think he was a, a, a pick former... Thir- pick, pick 13. Pick 13. 13. Yep, to GWS. To give some context, pick 12 was Charlie Kerno. Pick yeah. 14 was Eric Hipwood. So this is a kid yeah, who's was, really highly rated. a very rated. good draft. And I mean, he's played most of his time in the forward line. Uh, Dill, do you do you see him uh, spending bulk times in, in the midfield for Carlton? Yeah, I can see him. Again, they're a young team, um, and he's obviously a quality player. As Harps um, just, you know, made clear. Uh, it's interesting though, this because this opens up a can of worms. There are a lot of players. That's like another one that GWS have lost. You know, um, so you get a lot of guys because they got a lot of um, draft picks. But I mean, how many have stayed there? I think we'll get to that. Um I think we get to that soon, but I think um, if they, especially if they lose Gibbs, he'll help a lot. Um, oh, good, sure. Really good midfielder. Yeah, and I mean, like he's just hard nosed as well. Like, and we haven't, we ha- clearly haven't seen the best of him because he's playing mostly on a half forward flanks. So, I reckon he will be. He'll get more. Good mi- move. He'll get more midfield time. In, what do you, What do you reckon he's worth? At this stage, it's it's hard to say because he's um, been sort of um, starved of game time and midfield time. So, I mean, if, if he was at another club where he was getting midfield time, he's, I mean, his um, market value would be so much higher. Yeah. But if you go, it's it's still it's still a reasonably high pick, maybe a player, early second, late first. He's a good yeah. player. So you reckon around the 20 to 30 sort of range? 30 would be a steal. That'd yeah. be a steal. I, I reckon he might go 30s just purely because he hasn't been getting enough game time. Mm. I reckon it's a really smart recruiting strategy by by the Blues. Uh, St- uh, Silvani knows the players; he knows them well. I think I think um, I think it, it, when Kennedy goes, he will be the tenth former Giant to go that's to Carlton. That's, 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 that's among nuts. some names They've like lost a couple uh, Mark of them, but... Wiley, Christian Jack. <laughs> he actually played with them, I think, Harrison uh, over at uh, Northern Blues. But yeah, that's where they're spending most of their footy. Unfortunately, they, I guess. But I think Matthew Kennedy will like, yeah. obviously break the trend there. He's He'll be a name that we'll be talking about in a few years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. I, re- I reckon, yeah, like that Trengrove move. I think, I reckon this this trade period, and, and we'll get to this later. But I reckon we'll see a lot of moves that don't really excite people now, but will excite people once they play out. Good call. Yeah, definitely. And I just want to work backwards. Actually, um, what do you th- what do you guys reckon Trengrove's worth? Oh well, wasn't wasn't in the twenty two towards the end of the year. Obviously, that's why he's leaving. Well, I reckon he's a late second to third. Oh. Yeah, like yes. uh, yeah, I'd there. say, I'd say yeah, there. If we're just putting a, a dead set draft pick number on it, then yeah, I wouldn't be. Uh, I'd be surprised if it was a top thirty pick. Yeah, yeah. unfortunately, it couldn't, it couldn't be. Which seems a bit rough considering Could, we, what we've seen, but yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, well, you and, don't have game time, so yeah, like, what can exactly. Say? Um, and I mean, Jake Lee is probably the one that they've been talking about the most in terms of like what he's worth. Uh, Adelaide are after. Uh, Two first rounders, and it's it's kind of fair enough. I mean, you got to play hard ball, especially when this player that you've drafted, I think it was pick fourteen a few years ago, wants to leave, and he's one of the best intercept defenders in the competition. What do you guys reckon? Um, who will, D's will have to give up? To oh, ten, well, they're offering ten and twenty-seven. If, if that doesn't get the deal done, yeah. I mean, it, they might sort of not want to budge at the start. But if they're not going to 
um, except 10 and 27, they're asking for a bit. I find it interesting. I think one of us was saying the other day, um, wasn't it's the exact same kind of deal but swapped over with Bryce Gibbs last year with Adelaide? Yeah, exactly. Like they're offering 10 and or a first rounder and a second rounder. And it's funny Carlton how the tables turn. Yeah, it's just interesting. The trade tables, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like 10 and 27. Like to me, offering, offering two first rounders for a player. A, I think I personally think it's pretty irresponsible because mm. injury, uh, f- loss of form can happen in this game in a blink of an eye. I also think that you've got to, if you you set the precedent where you're offering two first rounders for, don't get me wrong, Lever is a great player and will be a, the, a great also player for the next be. ten years. However, I don't think he's near a generational player, yeah. which is what I would want to see. If it was my club, mm. I would want wouldn't want them to offer two first rounders. Unless they had a, a generational yeah, player no lined up or close to it. I mean, Collingwood gave up two uh, first rounders for uh, for Trelaw a few years ago. We haven't really seen it since. Um, but yeah, it will be really interesting to see how that plays out because Adelaide do not want to you know, deal with our D's at the moment. We're on the trade table right now. You can listen to us uh, on SIN 90.7 FM or you can uh, follow the live stream... Right there on um, AFLTRDON. And first off, boys, we're going to go into the, the, the news of the day because it has been a... Hasn't, I guess the last couple of days have been a bit bigger, but in terms of uh, probably the biggest news today, I'd say Stewie Jew's appointment at the Gold Coast. I reckon this is a perfect fit. Stewie Jew basically has free licence to do what he wants with that Gold Coast team. How often are you, as a young coach, a coach that's done his a long apprenticeship... Yep. Swans, yep. At the Swans, under in that Swans system that has proven itself time and time again to be so good, he can basically mould that team into what he wants. They're set up. Um, Ead set them up perfectly. Like halfway through the year, they were still a big chance of making finals. They didn't set them up perfectly. Set them up perfectly. He didn't set them up perfectly, but they're in a much much better position than when Ead when Ead got there to when he left. I'd almost say, I'd almost argue that they're about the same as where they were when they got. No, they're a buzz. I mean. I'd say they're a And Harrison has a bit more to no, say. No, no, no. I was just saying get closer to the mic. Oh, of course. <laughs> I also think they're in a better position than everyone assumes because they have had injuries a lot of the time. Yeah. But injuries it's easy to... to say injuries, though. Like, it's... They've just, they, they can't create a culture where players actually want to s- consistently stay there. You know, like... Uh, we've I'd, all seen I'd agree with you. I think, I think they haven't... I don't think they've gone a long way. I mean... Rodney, it's pretty, it it's pretty stiff. Like when you, we look back at his era, well, mm. his his tenure, yeah. they haven't gone, they haven't really gone anywhere, and it's pretty stiff on him because he hasn't had his you know best team available the whole time. Mm. But yeah, I mean, they have, I don't really think they have gone anywhere. Um, but yeah, it, it look seems like a good appointment. No one, no one. I mean, we will never know exactly what type of person or what type of coach Stuart Dewey is, but he's done a huge apprenticeship, and um, he seems like a good fit. Yeah, for sure, for sure, and also. We've had some uh, recent news with uh, Charlie Cameron telling, um, apparently, reportedly, uh, according to Mitch Cleary from AFL Trade Radio, about him wanting to leave the Crows and go to the Lions. Wonder for, how Tex uh, reacted for, for family reasons. But how do you think he fits in there? I actually think I think he fits in there really well for two reasons. One, he's just a gun. I think he's a gun. Yeah. Two, more importantly, gives the Brisbane fans someone to be really excited about. He's he's got that X factor, got that match winner, match winner ability. Oh, Harrison, what do you he, think he about? Slips, the- he slips straight into a half forward flank next to Louis Taylor. Yeah. Is it? I mean, he's is he exactly what? Well, oh, there's a lot of things Brisbane need, but um, <laughs> yeah, he, he's a really good fit for Brisbane. Oh, great, play. I mean, he played well. He had a great that final prelim, series. That prelim oh. final was just fantastic. Pretty much he's won it off his own. Good, it's a perfect age for Brisbane. I mean. They wouldn't have Brisbane wouldn't have been sitting there halfway through the year thinking shit. We need to get Charlie Cameron, but when it popped up. That, it's perfect. I feel sorry for the Crows. They've made a grand final, you know, went to Melbourne, got pretty much smashed, and now they've lost, they've lost Lever. They didn't put a foot wrong all year. Yeah. Lost Lever, lost Cameron. This is definitely, I mean, it's not It's not even, you know, this is pretty, pretty obvious. Like, Adelaide have had a pattern of losing players. Mm, danger. Um, but they still, I mean, we'll see how they go next year, but after Dangerfield, after all the players have lost, Tippett, yeah. they still bat up every... every yeah, um, they do. Especially after the Phil Walsh depth they have. Exactly, plus Phil Walsh. And I mean, the weirdest thing for me, I reckon, about this is, I heard heard someone on Talkbacks say this, that Port Adelaide has become a destination club and always seems to be with like Charlie Dixon going over there um, in years past. 
yet Adelaide, despite their success, players are just you know nicking off and leaving. It's just a bit ridiculous, I think. And they still do well. Yeah, still and they do still well. end up doing gone, well. I think in their in their grand final team, they didn't have a single top ten draft pick. Yeah, so it just, I mean, they just develop. unbelievable culture. Yeah. Mm. Shows you don't need you don't need to be the GWS, the Gold Coast of the world yeah, the, to get. The I mean, everyone says you don't need the Ferrari. No one likes GWS because they've been handed a premiership, <laughs> yeah. which they haven't, haven't been, won, haven't haven't been able to win the last <laughs> yeah. two years. Yeah. And the Crows got well, they got smashed on Grand Final day, but they haven't had a single, they didn't have a single top ten draft pick in their team. Yeah. Another bit of news that's uh, propped up today is uh, Jarman Impey moving to the Hawks. What do you, how do you reckon he fits in there? I mean, does he play forward? Does he play defence? Does he run to the midfield? What do you reckon, Dill? Yeah, I reckon he'll fit in pretty well. As we've said, they've lost a lot of um, experience. Uh, you know, last year they lost Mitchell and Lewis. This year they've lost Hodge, which could be going to the Lions. Yeah, the Lions, yeah. Um, yeah, but I think he'll fit in well. He's a good, young, quick player. I think, um, exactly I th- what they need. I think he takes Poppy's spot. I think, yeah. I think Poppy's yeah. on the way out. I think... Paul yeah. Piopolo, he's what a great player he's been, but I think he takes his spot. Yeah, he's had a poor year as well, Poppy. Like Poppy and Bruce have never like I guess they had the silver service of Mitchell and Lewis, and now they're just yeah they, they really struggle. Well, Bruce is still a great player, but yeah, yes, yeah. he's, he's a bit. I think he definitely takes Paul Piopolo's spot. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And I mean, what sort of pick do you reckon gets him? Be like, it's hard to say. Definitely, certainly not a first rounder, mm. but a third rounder would be. Pretty, I mean, that'd be a a, I'm saying, I'm saying, but a third rounder would be a steal, so yeah. somewhere in between. Yeah, definitely. What do you reckon, Ben? Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. I mean, it's hard to put put a price on yeah. on him, but I reckon. Unfortunately, late, that's what we've got to do. That's well, no, what everyone does. I mean, like when it, when you're getting into those those players that are like role players or players that aren't stars, I reckon it de- it all depends on negotiations. But I reckon a late second rounder gets it over the line. Yeah, definitely. Dev yeah, Smith. Um, hmm. Dev Smith. Oh, Devin Smith. Yeah, we. <laughs> We've completely forgotten that one. He's um, I should have said that one from the top. That was probably the biggest trade news, at least. He's nominated Essendon, and I can see Benno just absolutely loving it. How do you feel about that? Oh, this one, this is one I reckon is going to be really good. It just, it's nice that Essendon's almost becoming a destination club, and it's a bit of a cliche to say that. But we've also got Adam Saad that's nominated Essendon, yep. heading to Essendon. If, or he hasn't nominated well, officially, but officially, the, the rumour is he's going to go. We yeah. expect him to nominate very soon. I think Smith will play more in that forward line. I think him and Stringer will play the same role pretty much. And bit I think of half, it, mid, half, bit of half, mid, mid, half forward. And I think it's good that they've... Everyone's been saying it over, over the, I guess, since our loss. We need more midfielders. We need more inside mids. We're going to end up with two pretty much falling into our laps. Mm. As long as we can get the deal done... Ideally, we don't mm. give up pick 11. I imagine we're going to get, yeah, give it up for someone. You're probably going to have to, I mean, to, with those two players. To me, Dev Smith for Essendon is, has to be a forward. I mean, what I was saying before, Essendon being bullied in the midfield by the big bodies, that's why I want Jake, Jake Stringer in the centre square. To me, Dev Smith, he's, he's, oh, I mean, he's a great player. He's going he's gonna to play every game. But I don't, I don't see him fitting him in um, the centre square too often, you know, with Parrish. Um, Hepp- I mean, I think what they need is big bodies in the midfield, but... I certainly think he can play a role forward. Yeah, definitely. I, I don't know. I, personally, I've just seen... Um, he's obviously been very frustrated over his time at GWS. Probably hasn't got any mid-time, really. It's very hard to get in there when you've got the likes of Cornelio, Scully, Josh Kelly coming through. And, I mean, I, I can actually see him running a bit more into the midfield, as uh, Benno said. And, I mean, they've already got their Mosquito fleet up forward. It's almost like they don't need him to play forward. They can use it to have the luxury of his uh, ball use in the midfield. But, yeah, it will remain to be seen. If if Dev Smith was playing in the midfield in the final against Sydney, I think they still get smacked. Yeah, they would I think still they get still smacked. Get, I think, it's not a 100-point th- gap. No, but I'm <laughs> saying I think they still get smacked in the midfield. I think they still get bullied. Yeah. I just, I mean, he, he'll play midfield time, but I don't think yeah. it's a perfect fit in the midfield. Moving on to uh, Adam Saad, how do you think he fits in? I mean, there's Conor McKenna also. And there's a similar brand of footy there. I reckon that I reckon it's just going to be also could see Andrew McGrath going to the midfield as well. Well, I think that might be what they're targeting. I think McGrath he played he played his role off halfback this year. I'm, I'm I think it's going to be a gun for the next fifteen years. But I think that frees him up to and the plan. It always feel it felt like throughout the year, uh, Worsfold was aiming for him to move into the midfield next year once he'd done his apprenticeship off that halfback. Sard slots into his role. McGrath moves into the midfield. Ball-winning skills are already kind of mm. proven. Silky, I think I think it's a natural fit. And I think his start speed 
cannot be underestimated. It fits the Essendon game plan. To, to me, to, oh, yeah, to, to me, Saad is Essendon. I mean, they are, they're an exciting team to watch. I think he is more, he's more of the same. And, I mean, that's not necessarily a bad thing. Like, yeah. he's, he fits into their, into their structure well, I think. Yeah. And of course, um, Saad move, uh, moving, opting for a move back to Melbourne for family reasons. The last little bit of news this is an, uh, a bit of a juicy one. Adam Thomason currently contracted at the Giants. Saints have tabled a five-year offer for him. Bloody He's, hell. He does have a tank in the sort of the Nick Rewalt sort of mould. They have, they have do have a lot of uh, key position players in, you know, Paddy McCartan, Josh Bruce. What do you guys reckon on this one? Did it must be big money because he's apparently thinking. Yeah, about perfect it. for St Kilda. I mean, there was some reports that um, Amit Baines was talking to Michael Tyler a little bit, but I think this is just a better version of him. Mm. I mean, I'm when I sort of heard the Michael um, the Michael Tyler, I think, well, yeah, maybe um, bolster your backline, but I'm not sure if he fits in. Adam Tomlinson definitely does. Modern defender can play on talls and smalls. Yeah, can run all perfectly. Day. He was he played on the wing against the Tigers in the prelim. He was their best player by an absolute long shot. He reckon he had about twenty five. Yeah, big big loss for the Giants if they yeah. do lose him. Another, but big he's another. Loss. I think the Giants did sort of like taper ground a lot like Devin Smith in that regard. Yeah, I feel I feel like. And this is the thing, GWS has built a, an absolutely wonderful team, but there's only so much salary cap going around and there are only so many players that are getting opportunities. Some At some point, you've got to look at who you want to keep. And to me, you want to be keeping players like Shield, you want to be keeping players like Cameron, that we are going to see more of these second-tier players uh, leave the club in search of the opportunity to become Tier 1 players at other clubs. I mean, yeah. Nathan Wilson's reportedly... Uh, looking to make the move back to Fremantle, potentially. Yeah, as well. It's a, it's yeah, well, back to the Saints. I mean, the Saints will take Adam Thomason if, if he wants to come. But, I mean, if say um, Nathan Brown, Jake Carlisle, Adam Tomlinson, mm. if, they, if that, if that backline plays against the Tigers in the grand final, there's Jack Revolt and a bunch of small forwards. Does it work? Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. Um, we quickly wrap this one up. Uh, Tomlinson, uh, what pick? Um, oh, I reckon, I reckon he goes somewhere maybe in the twenties. Yeah. End of first round, start of second round. Go and say, Benno. Just looking at the issue of player power, Dwayne Russell uh, opened a bit of a can of worms on Trade Radio yesterday. He was talking about uh, the good young players that uh, suddenly sort of had to pack up and leave after a couple of years at the club. Just sort of, you know, say, see you later. Thank you for developing me. What are your guys' thoughts on that? Like, should there be a like, amount of years that they have to stay at a club? Or I honestly think that player power is a thing that should stay in La... Uh, I mean, the concept of player power is good and the concept of loyalty should stay in last century. Mm. It, this is a business. We don't criticise someone if they choose another job, whether it be for family reasons, whether it be for money reasons. Just because we're playing a sport doesn't mean that this isn't a business. Mm. If the AFL wants to treat the game as a business, and they always do, yeah. I think that clubs to turn around and be like, well, you've gone in searching for better opportunities, I think it's a bit harsh, to be honest. Yeah, yeah I mean, if you're, if you're a good player like Jake Lever is, I mean, it's not... It's a bit... It's sort of wrong to say, like, you deserve the right to walk out in your club, mm. but you sort of do. Yeah. And then and there's not, if your player wants to go home, there's not much you can do. What? Yeah, but also with that, I mean, if Jake Lever is, you know, someone who's sort of just sort of in and out of the first team, you know, he's sort of playing a lot of well, SANFL over there, and they did list him, but where's loyalty there? Well, exactly. That's my opinion on it is... If you want to have the the ability to end a player's career or delist him or trade him whenever you want, you then should expect that the player will has he like if he's done enough for your club should then have the ability to choose where he goes. The thing is like, what about these fans? Like they really are the stakeholders. How about them? They like they cheer their lungs out for these guys, you know, and then they're just going to pack their bags and leave. Is that is that right for them? Well, unless you've got nine hundred thousand or whatever to pay lever a year, my opinion is you support the club and you support the jump whoever wears mm. the jumper. If you're supporting players, good on you. And I do it. I had Watson's number on my back. But <laughs> we'll give the example of Jake Stringer. As soon as he comes to Essendon, I'm sorry, but I'm going to support him. If he gets us a premiership, 
Unfortunately, yeah. I support the club more than I support an that, individual. That's I guess. what happens, though. I mean, Jake Lever, Melbourne fans are going, come, come, come. You know, but if I guarantee you, you know, if someone like, uh, who do we just pick up? Give me a name, like Tyson or yeah. even Hogan. Hogan's the best yeah. name. If he leaves, we'll be freaking out. Exactly. And you'd yeah. hate him. You'd exactly. Hate him exactly. And it doesn't matter what reason, you'd hate him for I it. I guess the argument is what Dwayne Russell wanted to bring up is, like, should there be some sort of a period, for, like, for a first-round draft yeah. pick, four years, three years? I mean, I guess the argument is if you sign up, to play this game, if mm. if you nominate for the draft, it's you, sort of like you, you get picked and you, yeah, you get you picked. Just, you play for you yeah. play you play for Fremantle. You play for West Coast. Play for Adelaide. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess that's the um, the devil's advocate yeah. argument. Yeah, and then again, you've seen a lot of Brisbane players. Obviously, you've uh, probably shed a tear over a few of them. Sam Doherty, Elliot Yo, leaving Brisbane in search of greener pastures, in search of you know going to a, going back home to Melbourne. So to, to me, to, yeah. To me, the the devil's advocate argument does yeah. work as well. I mean, yeah. it's it has a lot of merit. Yeah. Well, how does. do you feel with Rocky going? Like, how are you with that? Oh, he's not a th- he's not a third or fourth year player though. I mean, no, he's, he's yeah, given but, us eight odd good years yeah, of yeah. service, or oh, probably more actually. How would you feel, say, like Alex Wilson just walked out on the club? I mean, I'd be shattered, especially after one year. Yeah. Um, but look, it, that's but what happens. You, would you boo him? Would you boo him? Uh, I would boo him. And I think that's the thing. Like with AFL, it's a lot different. to Say the NBA clubs, the players like can change from one team to the other, then change back to the same team within like you know three or four years. Whereas here, we can, that is just a big taboo. Like, I mean, yeah, we think it's a big deal when players leave after two, three years. But I'm glad we have that. I mean, a lot more you, integrity. Well, I'm glad we have a lot more integrity than yeah, sort of NBA. And a lot more loyalty, I guess. Exactly. As well. well, I think the thing with the NBA is they understand that it's a, a massive competition yeah. for spots. I mean, there is only 480 or so, or so NBA players in the whole in the whole league, and to me, it's I look at it as NBA has more money. Fans recognise that yeah. it's more of a business. With with salary caps, it gives the I guess almost a false impression that it is all about like loyalty when it's still a business. It's just a business on a yeah. smaller scale. That's the thing. and also I mean with like in the in just in terms of AFL, many fans argue well he's getting paid you know x amount of dollars. He shouldn't get to choose where he goes. Like what, what would you say to that, Till? Yeah, but as Ben said, it's a business. Yeah. Um, he's good enough to go. I can get paid this much, and I can go live it you know where I grew up. I mean, anyone in any job, if you are good enough to be getting paid that money and go back to where you want to get, you know, where you want to live, and do it. It's a cold reality to accept. It is. It's, yeah. a it's a cold it's reality sense. to accept. Yeah. It's a business. Well, yeah, especially for I guess older fans who are used to one, one club players, and they are becoming more like exceedingly rare in some cases. It's hard to accept, but I think this is the reality going forward. I mean, I for me. That the reality of a one club player became almost obsolete in terms of me caring about it when free agency was introduced. Because yeah. to me, I looked at it like, well, the players are the product; yeah. they need to be looked after first. Because there is no football without without the players on the list. And I mean, it's only going to get more and more and more like this after. Um, sorry, I've lost my train of thought. After, um, like with free agency coming in and I mean 10 or 20 years or so we'll be having a completely different conversation about this I reckon well, yeah, it won't be as loyal as it as it has been yeah anyway we'll, uh, we'll move on to the uh, the combine <laughs> just a bit of a giggle there from Har- from Harrow um, uh, to the draftees exciting draftees the, the next crop uh, Connor Ballenden from uh, a Brisbane uh, Academy player. He got the uh, perfect 30 in the kicking test. He was the only one to do so. Um, and we saw uh, uh, Petricelli, uh, a Northern Knights boy. He won the uh, sorry, it was 20 metre sprint, oh, 2.87 seconds. Equal first with Alex Martini from the South Australia. And uh, draft bolter, Aiden Bonner. Came uh, second, equal second with 2.9 seconds, and he did score well in the King Test as well with 29. Uh, Harrow, I have to ask you because um, you actually were on a tack up list at one point. What are your thoughts on the tests? You know, the there's, there's a lot made of the combine, and it's a big event, and I mean, so it should be, but it's not as important. I mean, AFL recruiters are, are there more to get to know the players um, and it's a, it's a chance also for I mean the coaches coach the teams throughout the year and the recruiters are, are left to, to watch the under 18s and so once the season's ended I mean this is more of a time where the coaches um, have a bit to do with it and they can get to know the players but a lot of the a lot of the results 
number one, don't mean as much as what we may think they do. And number two, are taken with a grain of salt. For example, the kicking test. Connor Valentin has a good shoe on him, an amazing shoe on him, and he got a perfect score. But he's under no pressure, um, mm. and he, he has as much time as you want. I mean, day two. I mean, yeah, day one. Not, not a lot happens. Yeah. A lot of the, it's more of the coaches and the recruiters trying to even just observing, like even just watching when they're having lunch. Who's an outgoing kid? Who's an, who's an introverted mm. kid? It's more about just getting to know the players, having interviews, asking them weird questions. Um, no, no one's draft stocks rise dramatically or fall from the combine. In fact, just, barely at all. I was just going to say a counter-argument to that. Um, I remember Griffin Logue last year was probably around, oh, he would have been maybe in the 10 to 25 bracket um, before the testing. Absolutely destroyed his beep. Absolutely destroyed like the long-distance run. I think it was 3K as well. He he ended up being pick pick eight. So well, like, clubs know a lot about players, and clubs and club, Freo, as who drafted him, would have known a lot about Griffin Lug. But that he may have uh, that can, and that can happen as well. That he may have yeah. surprised him. He obviously ha- he obviously, obviously did it's, obviously com- it's not everyone, him. But I, I think they definitely do have a bit of a look at it. It's not just like a oh yeah whatever. Recruiters would, would love the combine just more for getting a more intimate understanding of the boys. Mm. Yeah, definitely. I've actually got a couple of viewer questions, guys. Have you really? Yeah, Huge. We go. All right, so the first one is, will Frio attract a top tier forward this season? I'll start with you, Dil. Um, oh, it's a tough one, actually, because they really haven't even been likely to get anyone this season, let alone yeah, a top tier forward. Well, oh, yeah, is, yeah. Did you say top tier forward? Yeah. So well, is Daniel Menzel a top tier forward? Yeah, oh, he's not, though. He's, he's not. a medium I'm forward at best. I was talking about, I was talking about height. As in yeah, key, he, key position he, players. No, like top tier. Is yeah, top, top tier. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Is he top tier? No. Probably not. Have the best probably not. He's but got, yeah. he's got potential to, but mm. I don't. I think the only one I can see personally is Hogan. I don't think Hogan yeah. is. Yeah. Hogan, Hogan is not going to go. Cry. Like, I will <laughs> cry. He's the only one that's been Save linked with bias. them. Unfortunately, I can't see Freo attracting a top tier forward, yeah. but I do think Menzel has the potential to get there if they give him time and in the right yeah. facility. Josh Marnie is totally, totally, um, you know, Adamant. put Jesse Hogan off the table. He's not going. He's no, not no going chance. at all. I will say Hogan is, for us, like a Neats or a Swartz. He's yeah. a gun and we, Melbourne, we, Melbourne need to keep him. Yeah. I've got another one. Can Essendon afford Smith, Sard and Stringer? This is one I'm thinking about myself. And my answer is yes, I don't believe that we have anyone on too much money besides mm. Danaher, and Merritt will get uh, there. Well, well, Watson and Stanton because have yep. a lot of space. Yeah. I think they would have been on a bit of coin. Yeah, uh, yeah they, us, they could definitely fit him in. Yeah, I think. I think the thing is, and we see this with every. I hate to say it, but we see this with every dynasty, and God forbid Essendon gets to that point. Mm. Bringing in three quality players, someone's got to make a sacrifice, yeah, and I'm is, hoping our culture is. The real question to... for me is: Can they bring all those players in and not give up pick eleven? I'm not so sure. They may have to bundle it in with a pick. They may end up getting like say a like a, f- a fifteen or something instead of an eleven, or like a, sorry, maybe so like a eighteen instead of an eleven. Like that's a bit of difference in this draft, particularly. It doesn't, you know, it's not ex- it doesn't have extreme depth, but yeah, I think they're going to land them all. And I'm, I mean, they're all keen on going to the Bombers, and clearly they're a bit of a destination club at the minute. So yeah. anyway, I've got another Settle. one. Will Watts finally be able to play his best footy at Sydney? I don't know about Sydney. Um, I think I think he will. Like if you're a Melbourne supporter, he's sort of sitting there and think we've been waiting for Watts this whole year. He had a good good year last year. Okay, yeah. these we've been waiting for him for so long. He hasn't done anything. I think he'll be sort of one of those players where he moves and all of a sudden he's a gun. But mm. to be honest, at Sydney, I'm, I'm not sure if he'll be um, that great at Sydney. I think I'd, I'd like him better at Port or Collingwood, especially mm. Collingwood. Yeah, I mean, Collingwood I think needs someone. I yeah. certainly think. I mean, if he goes to Collingwood, I wouldn't be surprised if. Is in his in their top three, three, top three, top three or four in their best and fairest. The thing is, where where does he play? I mean, you've got Sam Reed, you've got Lance Franklin, you've got Kurt Tippett, who you may leave, who knows? And Cal Sinclair rotating through there. Do you chuck him up on a wing? Do you try and see if he can, you know, thing, get a full fitness base in the preseason and play him a bit of? The thing with Watts is he can pretty much you can play him almost anywhere. You know, um, sort of you want almost more that half forward yeah. role. We saw him playing ruck. Like he's a very. Um, He's first a footballer can play, yeah, first style. But to me, if I'm Watts' coach, if I'm Jack Watts' coach, I'm saying to Jack, this is where you're playing. We're going to play you here for the whole season. We want you to get some continuity in your footy. We want you to be a good footballer for us. I, I'm not wanting to play him all over the ground. I mean, I think that's sort of what he has been doing a lot of the time at Melbourne. That's I think he hated playing in the ruck. With the question, though, coming back to it, the question is, 
um, can he play his best footy at Sydney? It's more or less when can he play his best footy? Because mm. what we heard from Josh Marnie was it's all performance based, and we've heard a lot of rumours that he wasn't training hard enough. He rocked up to the preseason out of shape, mm. and it's one of those things. It's like they've dropped him so many times, given him so many warnings. When's he finally going to sort of? Yeah, get and I mean to that point? Sydney has a. It's just a brilliant culture. That's how they've remained a, a successful side for so many years. And I mean, with that, uh, with Watsy, like, I think he's he may have struggled a bit at the start because obviously he had so much pressure on him from the start. Exactly, yeah, yeah. He's outside the bubble. He's in New South Wales. Pe- half the people won't even know who he is. So we, like, we, it's, we need to just thing. forget. Like, it's irrelevant that he's a number one draft pick. That's irrelevant. Mm. But we I need mean, to just look at him for what he is. Ultimately, that's what people. And that's what people. Him, his yeah. first game against Collingwood on Queen's birthday, yeah. they dumped him. They said, "Oh, look at this, the number one draft pick. Yeah. He's getting smacked." It's irrelevant. We need to. Feel, that's not what he is. What that's, he is. That's partially why Melbourne they need to take accountability because they fed into the wolves for those first few yeah. years. Yeah. So you can't go, "Oh, he's training." Standards haven't been high enough because there's been so much expectation put on Watts. It gets to a point where it's like, well, mm. you can't blame everything on him. But I think it's more external expectation than yeah. what it is internal. I think what is expected of him would be expected of Jack Viney and James, everyone on the list. Yeah. To be fair, I mean, during those, and it's easy to forget now, but Melbourne was in a bad place when he was coming into the club. Yeah. The fans needed something, and they overhyped it. And if you do that, the to, answer. You honestly, if you do that to pretty much any player in the league, oh, they will just they will lose confidence because they mm. expect they think so much of themselves. And then an 18 year old is going up against hardened bodies, players that have been playing for 10, 12, 13, 14 years, and they get smashed. And that's mm. going to do. I would argue that there is barely five players in the league that could come back from that and be like, "Well, I'm going to play my best footy now." Dusty, well, Dusty's one. <laughs> All right, he's, he's, he's an alright player, I guess. Dusty. Not bad. He's yeah. Right, yeah. yeah, but uh, bad. what about Dusty as an 18 year old? That's what I'm saying. He was still a pretty good player. Yeah, he was pretty good. <laughs> Check Pal, Pe- Pal Pepper's one that I reckon was, well, he's someone that there was yeah. a lot of expectation around him because we thought he was going to be a ready made player. He delivered. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Chuck us another question, Ben, I reckon. Well, this is, this is one I, this is one we're going to get into, I reckon. Who's going to win the trade period? I believe we actually do have that. Let's jump into it. It's is a perfect. Is that a question from someone? No, we're going to go straight. All right, we're going to start from the top, or yeah, yeah, here we top. go. This is our quick questions segment. We got some music for. So think on your. Huh? Just think on your feet. It's called oh, thinking your feet. Okay, we're going to think on your feet. We're going to find a better name for this by tomorrow. I like this name. Think on your feet. You know, should we stand up for this? I don't know. So absolute certainty. All right. So first off, as sorry, I just got into that. What is your absolute certainty, guys? I'm going to start off with Benno. Um, my absolute certainty is it's it's an easy one. String it to the Dons makes sense on both both sides, and I reckon it'll be a good environment for him. You're boring. I'm going right. a massive call for mine. I'm going Port. Are going to challenge for the flag next year. Whew, they got Rocky. It. They got Motlop. Kinkley signed on. Um, I reckon they obviously should, they got should have got further this year. I think they'll go further. Don't mind it, Dylan. Don't there mind it. There we go. It. I like it. Well, it's it's a strong stance. How about you, Harry? What do you reckon? My absolute certainty, as certain. As the sun is going to come up tomorrow, <laughs> round one next year, Geelong will win the first centre clearance. Abbott, so would Dangerfield. They will not lose the first centre clearance. Imagine they don't. Imagine they don't. We're going to let you remember it. Um, oh, mine's a bit of a boring one as a Tiger fan. I reckon Anthony Miles ha- is definitely going to leave. He, I mean, he played, only played five games this year. They gave him zero opportunity. Probably he polled quite well in the uh, VFL best and f- uh, league best and fairest, but he almost could have won that. He just like there's clubs like Gold Coast that need a hard edge midfielder like him, and I think he's definitely going to go. All right, we'll jump into the worst case scenario, Benno. Well, I'm actually going to disagree with Dill. I reckon the worst case scenario it comes from Port. Ooh. If if Matthew Lobb leaves for Brisbane, like I reckon is going to happen, Jackson Trengrove leaving for Western Bulldogs, round one. Ryder goes up to the first contest, gets injured. Their rucks, their rucks, their out for the season. Their rucks are stuffed. Dan, and Dan Houston going to the. Oh, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> they'll just. We'll see something crazy coming out uh, from mm. Ken Hinckley, and I just think that there could be a bit of yeah. trouble brewing at Port. Surely that. Oh, I, I mean, mean, they'd find yeah. a solution, of course, but mm. I think that could really throw a spanner into the works, mm. which is why. Um, I reckon maybe Lobb will stay now that yeah. Trengrove's going because where's the depth? Otherwise? I mean, Tigers had Sean Grigg as their number one ruck and they won the flag. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about there. Uh, on to you, Harrow. Uh, Doomsday. Uh, worst case scenario: North bombing out again, not not landing anyone. No Dusty, no Kelly, being labelled irrelevant. <laughs> That's the usual for them, really, isn't it? <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> oh, except for the, the carrier, of course. 
Besides that, I didn't think it was such a big call. <laughs> Jesus, settle down. Mate, two prelims. Sorry? Go on, Dill. Dill, what do you think? Um, mine's a little bit of a sad one. I think if the worst case scenario would be Gold Coast refusing to budge on Ablett, they don't get the trade done because if that doesn't happen, he retires and the yeah. AFL see one of their greatest players they've ever seen Arguably go the out. greatest player. Yeah, Arguably I the honestly greatest. think he's the best player mm. of the modern era. Too fair, we won't. Oh, the modern era, yeah. yeah like, I'm, modern I don't, era, I don't, I don't, I don't like go. to make claims on overall, but for me, he's the best player of the modern yeah. era and he'd be top five. Uh, oh, I'd be, he'd be going sure. up against Ablett Senior, Ablett, Kerry, uh, For me, if you've Matthews. got uh, Kerry, Matthews, mm. Witten... Uh, Ablett Senior than Ablett Junior. Whole yeah. other discussion here, boys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> didn't know we were getting into that. <laughs> Top five of all time uh, table is uh, next week. Yeah. Um, for me, the worst case scenario is probably a max exodus from Gold Coast. We've seen in previous years, like you know, Prestia, uh, Prestia and uh, Jager leaving last year, Harley Bennell as well. Like, it could happen again. I mean, we have Saad at the moment, uh, Gadge as well leaving. But if they, they can't retain some of their players, they're just going to keep going backwards as they have the last couple of years. Anyway, we'll jump into who will win the trade period. That was the original question on the Facebook post. Uh, ben, I'll let you kick this off. Um, I reckon Stop I'm going to be boring. I'm going to say Essendon's going to win it. Um, oh, yeah. why? <laughs> why? Why? I think Essendon's going to win it, but I reckon, more importantly, Brisbane fans are going to win this one. <laughs> Why I think that is because Charlie Cameron coming to them, Lobb maybe coming to them. I reckon better, much better times are around the corner for Brisbane. I, I think it's easy to look at them and say, oh, they came last. Brisbane looked so competitive this year, and Hipwood, Zorko, yeah, Rock this leaving, but I think I think uh, Brisbane fans, it's going to be good for you. Next year is going to be a good year. I reckon they should be aiming six to seven wins. Mm. I, I'd be excited if I was you, Harrison. Boys, just seen, I think Luke Hodge has just been seen touring Brisbane's facilities. Oh, there we go. Some big trade news there. We'll keep an eye on that one for sure. Harrow, thoughts anyway, on your who will win the trade Who will win the trade period, boys? This is easy. If you remember my absolute certainty, <laughs> that who will win the trade period is Matthew Knights, Geelong's midfield coach. He will be having a nice bath to himself. No, I don't know what he'd be doing, but he'd be kicking his feet up thinking how easy is my job next year. <laughs> that is the winner. Oh. Um, so, so you see them? Where do you see them going? Where do you see them winning the flag next year? Or you well, they'll be there about again if they can if they can win a buddy prelim. Uh, but they'll be there. They'll be there about again. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. What are your thoughts, Jill? Uh, Benno stole mine. Thanks, mate. Uh, <laughs> Essendon. They've easily won it so far, and I think they still will. I think there's obviously a couple of trades to come with Saad and uh, Stringer. And I think it's yeah, fair that they get two anyway. They're gonna get two anyway. Yeah, deep. They're As in two nominations. <laughs> yeah. No, well. They're, I reckon they're going. Yeah, they're they're already winning it, and they're going to coast home. Hundred percent. I've I've gone a bit outside the box of this one after Ooh. going very uh, you know <laughs> uh, boring for the last two. I reckon Ned Guy is, is going to win this trade period. He's um he's been announced as the Collingwood list manager. Recent um oh, he's going to take on that role after he uh, deals with uh, Jakey Lever and Devin Smith, who he's uh, who he's uh, managing as a player manager. He'll get them on some uh, lucrative deals and he'll get himself on the big lucrative deal himself. Yeah, two percent. Win 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 win. So there we go. That's the end of our uh, Think on Your Feet. We'll see if that continues next week. We'll see. Uh, get on the uh, Facebook and uh, comment whether you like that segment because it was uh, his idea. <laughs> <laughs> Just a couple more listener questions. Uh, yeah, general sure. ones. Any Collingwood news? Not Haven't really heard anything. Yeah, maybe, a little bit on Watts. A little bit maybe. on Watts, but nothing yeah. concrete. Was that, were they after Tomlinson as well? Was there something about that? Maybe I'm totally wrong. I don't know. Don't. don't. <laughs> that is not news. I've not spoken any. <laughs> Um, um, also, any North news? Not so much news in terms of uh, player movement. Goldstein set to stay at the club unless something crazy changes, which interesting yeah. considering that a lot of the talk during the season was that he might He's be on a lot of cash too. I Guys, think. Yeah. breaking news, Dusty's not going to North. Oh, what? <laughs> wow. You see uh, Brandon Ellis' Mad Monday kit? Yeah, not that? bad, not bad. Kelly isn't going to North either. Yeah, <laughs> hmm, that's interesting. Breaking um, news, also, no one's tables. going to North. Also, however... <laughs> One one of the best forwards in the league, in my opinion, and pretty much anyone's opinion, uh, Ben Brown. I think he's cl- very close to re-signing. I think he yeah. signed already, think, didn't he? Yeah, he did, actually. He yeah, he's already signed. Yep. Bruce, sure. Bruce as well. 
They're Bruce, too big. Bruce is a gun. Yeah. I'm a little bit surprised, actually, he's not looking for another club where yeah. he might be getting well, more He actually gets opportunity. Well, what does that sure. say about... Well, have they, have they, got rid of, they haven't got rid of gold yet. No, There's no well, he's talk. Staying, and Well, that's Bruce, interesting then, isn't it? I think that squeezed his magic door out. I'm yeah, not sure. I think yeah. we might be seeing... There might be a bit of news We've on him. We've said that the last five, six years. But I think there might be a bit of news on him. I think this year might be the year that we see door on the way out. I'm not sure where he'd fit in exactly, but I think it'd be a good a good fit at another he's, club. He's he's a he's a potential like he's a potentially good trade for another club. Yeah. Um, he hasn't played. He hasn't showed his best a lot, but he could be a good coup. I reckon someone like if someone like a, a Bulldogs may, if Trengrove and they uh, double down with Door and try and get him cheaply, might be a decent option. Maybe. Yeah, for sure. Also, quickly just before we sign off, guys, uh, Kurt Tippett. Um, uh, just seeing a little tweet come up here. Um, uh, Damo Barrett hearing that Jew at the Suns, potential for him to start a conversation there. That, that'd be a big one because I think he's still on big money from Sydney, so he'd be paying. Kurt Tippett at the yeah, Suns. Kurt Tippett at yeah. the Suns. I don't what know I don't like it. You don't I, don't, like I don't like it. Peter Wright and Tom Lynch. Yeah. I'm happy with them. I mean, if you want to play him in the ruck, maybe. Mm. But... Joe Witt's had a good year. Yeah, Nichols is even... decent depth. Yeah. I, I don't like that. Yeah, yeah. I, maybe 12, twelve months ago, I'd like it. But Witt's has had a, a had an amazing yeah. year. I reckon. And his market values has gone oh, down. Yeah. I mean, I think he's from Brisbane. Yeah, I think. But so. I, yeah, I don't like it. He he ended up finishing. He didn't even finish in the top ten of the BNF. Yeah. Joe oh. Witt's. That's actually ridiculous. Joe Witt's. No, that that, that, wait, really? the boats that was wrong. Right. Like, wow. Yeah. He, <laughs> he was so good. I I just can't agree yeah. with that. But yeah, I mean. Tibbet, maybe if they can get him cheaply, maybe it gets him off, it gets him off his massive contract at Sydney, and it's a win-win. But don't like it personally. I think that's pretty much all we've, we've yeah, got time for in this uh, little what podcast. A debut. Yeah, what a debut! A big, a massive statement uh, to you, Van, few fans. Thank you very much for actually uh, listening to us, give, taking up your time. Appreciate it very much. Give uh, the trade table a like on Facebook. Um, also, give uh, AFLTRDON a like. They are. Uh, they're the ones who are getting us these views and thank you very much to them um, you can listen tomorrow at, from 3 to 4 on CIN 90.7 and will again be shared to AFLTRDON that's quite hard to keep pronouncing and um, also will be shared to the Trade Table Facebook page Yep. and if you've missed anything from today if you want to have a listen to the broadcast again we'll be tweeting out links to Omni we'll be up on SoundCloud also, the aim is to get up on uh, iTunes over the weekend, so you can sub- subscribe to us if you miss any episodes and want to hear the full podcast again. So, but yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, and tune in tomorrow, three to four, and keep sending in your questions. If you've got any questions before tomorrow, make sure to send them into the Facebook page at the Trade Table or on Twitter at the Trade Table. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Trade Table on Sin ninety point seven, the home of everything you need to know about the trade and free agency period. Powered by AFLTRDON. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash the trade table or follow us on Twitter at the trade table. <laughs>